0: Guideline First Look, Guideline for Minimally Invasive Surgery, by Lisa Croak The updated AORN, Guideline for Minimally Invasive Surgery, provides guidance on creating a safe environment of care during minimally invasive surgery, MIS, including regarding distension media used during endoscopic procedures, hybrid ORs including those with intraoperative magnetic resonance, MR, imaging capabilities, computer-assisted navigation procedures, and robotic-assisted surgery. Quote, Much of the new and updated content in the guideline focuses on assessment of the patient, collaboration between members of the perioperative team, and management of unanticipated or emergent situations. End quote. Said Renee Wright, AORN perioperative practice specialist and lead author of the guideline. The guideline, which was last updated in 2016, will be available in the AORN eGuidelines Plus in November 2022. Safe Environment A revised recommendation in this update highlights that collaboration with health information technology and informatics professionals should occur to determine information system requirements before purchasing new technology. New recommendations were added that an assessment should be performed preoperatively to identify patients at risk of complications related to MIS, and that before the patient arrives in the OR and during the preoperative briefing, perioperative team members should collaborate to identify resources that could be needed for conversion of endoscopic procedures to open procedures. According to Wright, the latter will help the team anticipate possible intraoperative changes to the preoperative plan. Quote, It also will facilitate a smooth transition between surgical approaches. End quote, she said. Gas distension Media A new recommendation was added that patients should be monitored for clinical signs of gas embolism In collaboration with the anesthesia professional, the signs of embolism vary depending on if it is venous or arterial. Examples include abrupt decreases in end tidal carbon dioxide, oxygen saturation, or blood pressure. Irrigation and fluid distension media. Based on evidence that has emerged since the previous guideline, a revised list of patient risk factors was added to the recommendation to identify patients who have an increased risk of complications from the use of fluid distension media. Quote, Factors such as age, health status, and comorbidities can affect how well patients are able to tolerate excess fluid absorption that can occur during procedures involving fluid distension media. End quote, Wright said. Three recommendations emphasize collaboration among perioperative team members. The first is that patients should be monitored for physiologic changes in collaboration with the anesthesia professional. The second is that when fluid deficit monitoring is indicated, the RN circulator should collaborate with the surgeon and anesthesia professional to identify reporting intervals. The third is that perioperative team members may collaborate to identify maximum hysteroscopic fluid deficit thresholds for each patient and use interventions to decrease the risk of complications. Quote, the rationale for this conditional recommendation includes suggested fluid deficit thresholds to help the team make decisions that best fit each patient's unique situation. End quote. Right added. Computer Assisted Navigation and Robotics the recommendation that patients should be evaluated for signs and symptoms of injury and complications associated with computer-assisted navigation and robotic-assisted procedures was revised to include a list of potential complications. A new recommendation also was added that perioperative teams should be prepared to identify and implement interventions to manage robotic emergencies such as those that are related to technology, the surgery, or anesthesia. Wright indicated that, depending on the robotic system used during robotic-assisted surgery, the surgeon can be physically isolated from the patient and the rest of the perioperative team, which presents challenges for how the team communicates. Quote, Since the last revision of the guideline, new evidence has emerged that indicates that impaired communication and disruptions in workflow can negatively impact teamwork and, ultimately, patient safety during robotic-assisted surgery. End quote, she said. As such, a new recommendation was added that team communication and workflows during robotic-assisted procedures should be developed. Magnetic Resonance Imaging multiple new recommendations were added related to MR imaging. The first is that, because the MR environment has strict safety protocols and serious injury or death can occur if ferromagnetic items are brought into it, any personnel who will enter the MR hybrid OR, for example, maintenance workers, should be trained on safety before receiving an assignment to work there. Quote, This recommendation reinforces the importance of MR safety and that specialized education and competency verification is needed to work in the presence of the MR scanner, end quote, right-noted. The second new recommendation is that a perioperative MR imaging safety plan that is included in the healthcare organization's overall MR safety plan, when applicable, should be developed under the direction of the MR director, safety officer, safety expert, and perioperative nurse leaders, and address such factors as safe staffing plans, policy development, and review of reported adverse events. Three new recommendations were added related to personnel entering Zone 3, that is, area immediately adjacent to the scanner room and with strictly controlled access, such as the control room or holding area. First passing an MR safety screening process. Patients undergoing non-emergency surgery in the MR environment should be safety screened at least twice before being allowed to enter. At least one of the screenings should be performed by an MR technologist. Patients undergoing emergency procedures in the MR environment, along with the accompanying non-MR personnel, may be screened once if an MR technologist performs the screening. Patients and personnel should be screened in the same way. Personnel who are pregnant may work in and around the MR perioperative environment, but should not remain within Zone 4, that is, room that contains the scanner and is subject to the strongest magnetic forces, during scanning. Magnetic resonance conditional equipment may be used in the MROR if it has been assessed and approved by the MR director and is used in the approved manner. A recommendation also was added that an MR safety timeout should be performed before starting the procedure. It can be done separately or as part of the timeout for the procedure. An interdisciplinary team should identify what should be included in the timeout and ensure that these items are listed in the facility policies and procedures. Policies and Procedures A new recommendation was added on what should be included in MR safety policies and procedures. See Sidebar 1. Quote We added a list of specifics for MR safety policies and procedures because of the potential for serious harm to patients and personnel related to the presence of the magnet if safety precautions are not followed. End quote, Wright said. Conclusion This updated guideline provides guidance on such topics as assessing and monitoring patients for complications, identifying maximum hysteroscopic fluid deficit thresholds, developing communication and workflows for robotic-assisted procedures, and establishing MR safety plans and MR imaging safety policies and procedures. Quote, Because there are risks for injury or complications related to the use of MIS technology, equipment, and devices, it is important that perioperative nurses and other OR personnel be competent in their safe use. End quote. Wright concluded.